Good morning, everyone. Lovely to see you all. So, Kendi, Emika, thank you for leading us through. Um, worship was just precious today, wasn't it? You know, as soon as we started, you know, being undone by Jesus, I was. <laughs> so, it's so precious to be together. So, those in the room, welcome. Those of you online, lovely to see you. Welcome to Celebration Sunday. Just this past week, I was thinking back to this time last year, and my goodness, what a year. Um, we were thinking we were coming to the end of um, lockdown. We'd not had in-person services since March, what was that, 2020? I'm kind of losing track of years. Um, then Celebration Sunday was all online. We were looking forward to the easing of lockdown. We started on site again in September. We had that mini lockdown in November. We were all getting ready for Christmas, and then bosh, and then we were closed on, on site until Easter. My goodness, what a year. What a year. And then over this last month as a church, one of the things that we've wanted to do is hold together these two things, lament and celebration, and to hold those two things together. So at the start of the month, we had a lament service, and I just found that an amazing time of worship, just powerful time of worship together. Um, and then a couple of weeks ago, Bethan shared some of her emotional journey through this past year. So holding these two things together, let me give you an insight into my, last, into my yesterday. I came in um, at lunchtime to start filling the baptism pool, because we're going to celebrate some baptisms today. That's wonderful. Okay. In the afternoon, I jump onto a video call with someone in our church. Two of his family are now in hospital. One has just been taken into ICU and on a ventilator. We're not through this yet, friends. We hold these two things together, yeah? Lament and celebration. And we can hold them together as followers of Jesus because we have pinned our hopes on Jesus and his resurrection from the dead. So what happens to him is going to happen to you and me if we've given our lives to him. That's how we hold lament and celebration together. Now today, we are going to lean into celebration. Yes, it's been a difficult year, but we're going to celebrate whatever, okay? I was hoping for a bit more than that. Okay, we're going to celebrate. If you're with us today and not yet a follower of Jesus, you are incredibly welcome. And I hope that one of the things that you hear is this hope and this life that Jesus calls us into. We're going to look this morning at a story about Ebenezer. And you might be saying, Andy, Ebenezer in the Bible? I've heard of uh, Charles Dickens, Ebenezer Scrooge. Read the stories, ghosts of Christmas past and present and future. There is an Ebenezer in the Bible. If you have a Bible, turn to 1 Samuel chapter 7. When we get to the story, the, uh, the, the words will come up on the screen. Let me just give you a little bit of the background. The people of God in the Old Testament had a number of enemies, one of whom was the Philistines, and they would just fight periodically. Back in chapter 4 of 1 Samuel, the Philistines had defeated the people of God, people of Israel, in battle, and had captured the ark. Now, the ark is precious to the people of God. If you've seen Indiana Jones films, remember that box contained the physical uh, tablets of the Ten Commandments. It was the focus of God's presence on earth. The Philistines took the ark and they put it in one of their pagan temples, the pagan of Dagon. Dagon was like a fish god. Next morning, they turn up, and Dagon has fallen over in front of the ark. So they pick Dagon up. The next morning, they come in. He's fallen over again, and he's shattered into pieces. That spooks the Philistines out. And so they send the ark back to Israel. 
20 years passed, and then we come to the story that we're going to look at today, 1 Samuel chapter 7. I'm going to start in verse 7. When the Philistines heard that Israel had assembled at Mizpah, the rulers of the Philistines came up to attack them. When the Israelites heard of it, they were afraid because of the Philistines. Let's just pause there. Many of us have experienced fear and anxiety this year, right? Many of us. Fear, maybe loss of job, loss of income, fear of health, fear of losing a loved one, maybe fear of our own death. I spoke three weeks ago about some of the fears that I've experienced this year and, and just needing to work through those. You know, fear robs us of joy, of peace, of freedom. Fear stops us from fully taking hold of the presence and the future that God has for us. So we need to bring that into the presence of Jesus. Let's read on, verse 8. They said to Samuel, that's the people of God, said to Samuel, he was one of their leaders, their judges, a prophet in the land, do not stop crying out to the Lord our God for us, that he may rescue us from the hand of the Philistines. Then Samuel took a suckling lamb and sacrificed it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. He cried out to the Lord on Israel's behalf, and the Lord answered him. While Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to engage Israel in battle. But that day, the Lord thundered with loud thunder against the Philistines and threw them into such a panic that they were routed before the Israelites. The men of Israel rushed out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines, slaughtering them along the way to a point below beth Then Samuel took a stone. I'm going to put this quite heavy. Took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. Thus far the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued, and they stopped invading Israel's territory. A stone named Ebenezer. Ebenezer literally means stone of help. And Samuel says, thus far the Lord has helped us. And so I want to invite us today to set up a stone, metaphorically, as a marker that recognizes the faithfulness of God. See, when Samuel set up the Ebenezer stone, I wonder what was going through his mind. He may have been going back to years before in Israel's history when you remember the people of Israel were slaves in Egypt and God delivered them and then they miraculously crossed the Red Sea and then they have manna, you know, kind of literal bread from heaven that fed them and I think they got some quail, not just chicken, they got quail. It's amazing. And God provided for them and they win battles and they come into their future. But he was probably remembering recent events too. Just in that story that we read, that divine thunder that sends their enemy into a panic. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. So I wonder how you have seen God's help to you personally this year. Just take a moment to reflect. If you are in the room here today, there is a little piece of paper under your chair, a piece of white paper. Could you grab that 
and there should be a pen under there as well. Just grab that piece of paper. If you're online, grab a phone, grab a piece of paper. If you've got the text chat there, you can just type stuff straight into there. And what I want to just invite us to do, each of us to do, is write down maybe one or two things that you can recall from this past year where you're saying, God has helped me. So it might be in the area of your job or your finance or your health, and you're thinking, God has helped me in that. And just write that down. Just take a moment. This is part of setting up a stone. Thus far, God has helped us. And what we're going to do, so I'm inviting you to write down one or two things. At the end of the service, I've set up a board out in the foyer. And I'm going to invite us as we go out to pin that onto that board so that we create a wall of thanks, just a marker of God's faithfulness to us this year. If you're online, why don't you start chat, typing one or two things into the chat, and then what we'll try and do, we'll try and grab some screenshots of that, and we'll add that onto our wall um, next week as well. So while you're writing that, just carry on. Let me just share the four things that I've written down and that are on the board outside. Firstly, I'm really thankful for the presence of the Holy Spirit with me every day in this past year. Really grateful for that. I am very grateful that the Lord has kept me and my family safe and healthy this last year. And I'm very grateful that we've got a couple of vaccines in our arms. Very grateful for that. I'm grateful that the Lord has helped me and us navigate this past year. It's been incredibly challenging. I feel, I feel okay, actually, and reasonably sane. That's good news in my book. I hope that is in yours, too. It's been a challenging year, but I feel okay. And I'm incredibly grateful for the team that we get to serve alongside here. Really, really grateful for them. So that's what I've written down. You can carry on writing down. I'm going to choose to, you know, going to be writing down rather than visiting Facebook or something like that. But we'll pin that outside at the end of the service. A few weeks ago, someone shared this verse from, it's actually from Genesis chapter 41 with me. It's, a, it's during the story of a guy called Joseph, you know, the one with the multicolored coat. And it's while he was in Egypt, and it's verse 52 of Genesis 41, and it reads this way. The second son he named Ephraim and said, it is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. That's a beautiful little thing there, isn't it? That we can recall the faithfulness and the goodness of God even in seasons of suffering. Even in difficult times, God is always at work, his kingdom is always advancing, and Jesus is building his church. Jesus, you can, you can say amen at that point. Jesus is building his church, even in the most difficult of seasons. And so, as a church, we have seen fruit in this season of difficulty. So the team here, or specifically Elliot, has put a video together for us. And can I just say at this point, we are incredibly blessed in this church by the media and storytelling skills of Elliot. So, thank you. So, 
We'll take a look at this. If your favorite thing is there, enjoy. If it's not, please don't email us. I'm apologizing in advance. Let's take a look. That's good, eh? We are, let me just say a few words of specific thanks. So many people have stepped up and served this year. Far too many to mention, but thank you to everyone that has done that. To the small group and cluster leaders across our church, thank you. You have done, yeah. You have just done the most amazing job at keeping people connected and supported. We even heard, do you remember about a year ago there was a toilet roll shortage? We even heard of people providing toilet roll to people. I mean, that is above and beyond, isn't it? Just amazing. Um, the tech team that have taken us online and run with that for the for last year and a year and a half have been amazing, haven't they? Just amazing. And that has involved a lot of people, um, but let me just mention a couple. Ola and Alison have done an amazing job in producing all of that, so thank you. Personally, from myself and Beth, and we are incredibly grateful for the trustee team at this church. It's been a challenging year to navigate through, but they have supported us and supported this church in amazing ways. So can we thank them? They're behind the scenes, but thank them. And, and I've said already earlier, we, are, we feel incredibly grateful by the staff team that we get to serve with. And I, I don't always kind of flag them up, but I'm going to today because we are incredibly proud of them. So people like William and Emad have kept our church center clean and safe, and that is incredibly important. <laughs> Han Hannah and Karen have done just an amazing job with House, just serving hundreds and thousands of people with food this last year and a half, so we're grateful to them. Tatiani and Noemi are just a dream team. They, they speak Portuguese when we're not around because they're both Brazilian and we love that. But they have kept us organized and have just been amazing servants of this church. So we are incredibly grateful. The wonderful Dave and Beth. I mean, if you've, been, if you've connected with any of the kids' services, you know, that day, oh my goodness. Dave is living the dream. He always wanted to be a Blue Peter presenter, and this last year, he's kind of like, he's living. But they are just incredible people, um, with their dog as well. Um, and and they've, they're now overseeing children's ministry and youth ministry, and so we can't applaud them enough. They are just amazing. Rob and Heather, I think, have just done just such an amazing job this year in helping people to be connected, to stay connected, to be cared for and supported, and lots of other stuff as well. So Rob and Heather, thank you. And then Ash and Elliot. I mean, the technical wizardry is amazing. So those of you that have watched services at home, so much of that has come down to Ash and to Elliot. 
um, and then our storytelling. And then I think this year we've had a rich year in worship. I, I know it's been difficult without singing, but we've, we've, we're finding new ways and different ways, aren't we? And for that, we need to thank Ash and the whole team of guys that are leading there. So. Okay, I just want to share a few more things. You, you may have heard this saying, the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. Have you heard that? If you haven't, I'll throw that one in for free. The best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. Remember the Ebenezer Thus far, the Lord has helped us. So that points us back, and we remember the faithfulness of God. But in the same way that the Lord has helped us in the past, we can be sure of his help in the future. Okay? So if we will surrender everything to him, the whole of our lives, all of our thoughts, all of our actions, our thoughts, our emotions, our money, our jobs, our hopes and dreams, if we will follow him, chase after his presence, build what he is building, what we will find is God's help. Because thus far, the Lord has helped us. So I want to briefly share three areas from the story that we read where I sense we will find God's help and favor in this next season. And I believe the Lord is inviting us to press in and to be expectant of finding his help. Three things briefly. The first thing is overcoming fear. See that in that story that we read? There was an enemy in the land that caused the people of God to become captive to fear. Does that sound at all familiar? Now, to be very clear, 1 Samuel chapter 7 was not written about COVID-19, just so that we are crystal clear. But the Lord can still speak to us through these stories. See, many have become fearful and hesitant and anxious, and we need God's help to overcome fear. And I love the way that Samuel led the people in prayer and in worship, and the Lord thunders from heaven, and courage rises, and fear is overcome. So we press into the Jesus, right? We press into the Lord to overcome fear. Second thing is in the area of fighting battles. Fighting battles. In this story, who fought the Philistines? Well, the Lord thunders from heaven, and they panic and they run. And we need that, don't we? We need the Lord fighting for us. But we need to read verse 11 as well. Because then the men of Israel rushed out and routed the enemy. See, I love the way that the Lord fights for us, but we fight too. So we don't just sit back and wait and just say, oh, I'll just wait until it's all over. No. We ask the Lord to break the fear off of our lives. We put on the full armor of God. And with God's help, we roll up our sleeves and we fight. Amen. That's what we do. We fight for our families. We fight for our communities. We fight for the poor. We fight for the marginalized. We fight for children and young people. And we fight with God's help. Third thing, we fight for a better future. We fight for a better future. Again, 
This story is not specifically about COVID-19. But I love this. Verse 13. So the Philistines, the enemy in the land, were subdued and did not invade Israelite territory again. Verse 14. And there was peace. Now, just to be very clear, I am not prophesying that there won't be a third or a fourth wave. Please do not email me on that. I'm not saying that. But what I believe we can expect to see is more of God's kingdom breaking into our world. We can expect to see freedom being released, peace being restored, and fresh hope being poured into our lives and into our communities. Our lives have been so constrained, there is a better future, and it comes to us in Jesus. All the help we are ever going to need is found in Jesus. Everything that our communities need is found in Jesus. So we pray, don't we? We pray for peace in our land. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. Amen? Thus far, the Lord has helped us. And so we make a declaration today, friends. We acknowledge the faithfulness of God, and we look forward with expectation to what the Lord is going to do. Amen? Amen. Rob. Actually, can I just pray for us first, and then I'll hand over to Rob. Should we just, we're in God's presence here. And in God's presence, things become possible. You can stand, Creto, that's fine. <laughs> do what you want to do. I just love to pray a blessing over us. Lord, we are grateful, we are so grateful that thus far you have helped us. We recall that, we remember that with gratitude in our hearts. But Lord, we look forward because Lord, we know that you don't change that your love is everlasting, that your mercies are new every morning. And Lord, we're grateful for your help up to this point, and we look forward with expectation into the future. And so, Lord, I want to pray that where there is fear on our lives, would you break that off? Even now, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Lord, Holy Spirit, would you break fear off of our lives? Lord, where are there battles to be fought? Lord, we choose to embrace your help, to cry out to you, and to roll up our sleeves, and to fight. And Lord, we fight for those in our communities who need hope and who need life. Lord, we choose in this moment, Lord, we're going to fight for the marginalized, we're going to fight for the young people in our communities, we're going to fight for those people that have lost hope, that have lost health, we're going to fight with your help. And so, Holy Spirit, I pray, pour yourself out afresh upon us right now. Release to us a touch of heaven. Lord, we want to be good news in the world to which you've called us. And so, Lord, we, Lord would you even in this moment fill our hearts with incredible expectation of what you're wanting to do? Birth fresh courage in us, Lord. 
Lord, we, want to, we don't want to put any kind of ceiling on our expectation of what you're going to do. Lord, breathe upon us afresh in this moment. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.